You're listening to Own Your Power Radio. Coach Simone Kelly here. And in the living room today, we have Cheryl Murray Powell. Welcome, Cheryl. Everybody clap. Hi, I am super excited to be on. Um, I am a, a cannabis and agricultural attorney. I'm barred in the state of Florida. I've been in the cannabis space for about three years now, and um, my uh, focus is really about increasing diversity in the space, um, making sure that we're, you, we see representation from you know different ethnic groups, gender diversity, geographic diversity, even product diversity is of interest to me. Well, tell us your backstory first, and then I have a question after that. Okay. <laughs> Um, so I am, I'm general counsel for Minorities for Medical Marijuana. Minorities for Medical Marijuana is a phenomenal organization, started over three years ago uh, as well with 25 chapters across the country. And, and in addition to that, we have an international chapter in Jamaica. So that was our nice. first international chapter okay. uh, led by my business partner, Billy Reynolds. Roz McCarthy is the founder of Minorities for Medical Marijuana, and we met really early on and, and just bonded um, between herself, her, the board chair, Eric Range, and myself. And we kind of seen this organization grow organically. Um, wherever we went to go speak, we would kind of look out for that talent to be a chapter president. And that's basically how the organization grows, grew. So it, it what we do is we really help people get into the industry, but we also advocate for progressive legislation. Mm. Uh, Roz is the public policy guru, so she'll uh, send recommendations for legislation from one state to the other. One of the highlights is us getting diversity language in the Florida Marijuana Bill in 2017. Um, so, What does that mean, diversity language? What, what, well, what it was required that every applicant for a medical marijuana license um, include um, uh, their take on diversity and how they were going to hire minority contractors, Mm. veteran contractors, um, what their um, staffing plans would be to make sure there was diversity in the industry. I love it. And we got that written into law. We followed models from uh, states such as, you know, uh, Pennsylvania, Maryland, um, I think, oh, maybe Illinois um, and other states. So Roz was responsible for working with our legislators, um, specifically the Black Caucus as well, on getting that legislation put in. Um, I'm also in-house counsel for Sunflora, uh, which operates uh, a franchise uh, a group known as uh, Your CBD Store. So if you uh, pass a Your CBD Store, know that the CBD is, is of the top quality. We, we take our testing very, very seriously, and we're all about wellness and health. So I'm in-house counsel for them. I spent three years as in-house counsel for one of the largest CBD co- companies, Green Roads World, um, as well. And from an academic standpoint, I work very closely with land-grant 1890 universities, our HBCU universities with um, agricultural programs. Oh, nice. Um, and, yeah, and it's, it's great work. I was just with um, a lot of the administrators for their hemp programs this past week in Kentucky. Okay. Um, I am on the University of Florida's Hemp Advisory Board for their pilot program uh, currently, and that's extremely rewarding work. And I have a number of canna businesses of my own. So I have Canna Headhunters, which is a staffing agency. Um, really? I have, so wait, so break that down. You yeah, can't so blow, blow, it's, blow. it's a work in progress. Because, <laughs> like, you know, there's still the Indeeds and the larger houses. But, right. You know, we do a lot of uh, preparation for getting into the job industry, and and we do, uh, you know, we collect resumes, and when opportunities come up, that 
we hear about will pass on. But it's re- re- only for cannabis business. It, right now, it's only for cannabis businesses. Right. But it's under uh, it's an affiliate under or a fictitious name under SMP Staffing. Okay, and that's what the company name is. And what was the other companies you said you're in? Um, I have a consulting firm, a cannabis consulting firm called Green Sustainable Strong, mm-hmm. and I have a merchandising brand called Canurban. So you go on canurban.com, so it's urban cannabis, basically, Mm -hmm. and we have t-shirts, hats, artwork, things representing the culture, but basically a silent protest as far as promoting legalization Mm -hmm. by the garments that you wear. So it's C-A-N-N-U-R-B-A-N.com, and that's my brand. I'm amazed. You do a lot. (laughs) I'm like, when do you sleep? (laughs) I'm on two hours at this point. You got to stop it. Please tell me you're joking. No, this is serious. This is a regular thing, but I, I love my work. I enjoy my work. Um, I'm, I'm in, you know, sometimes I'm in three states in a day. I had a day a few weeks ago. I was in uh, Florida, Georgia, and Alabama doing work in each state in a single day. Oh, my goodness. Um, but it's not out of the ordinary for me to be in, you know, three to five states in a week. Do it, especially because we're in session now. Right. And uh, we're lobbying for progressive legislation. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, primarily right now on the hemp bill, making sure that, you know, people of color, small farmers um, have an opportunity to participate in the hemp industry. Um, you know, hemp is a versatile crop. Um, there's over 50,000 uses for it. Mm. The most common one that we're growing for right now is uh, CBD, CBD oil for yeah. nutrition and medicine. Um, that's uh, over 80% of the market right now. Um, so there's no doubt that you're passionate about this industry. What got you uh, motivated to be involved? So as far as being motivated, I um, started out um, here. I'm, I'm with this law firm, Dumar Allsworth, Laystrom, Voigt. Uh, Wax, Adair, and Dishowitz. Uh, and it's a long <laughs> a name. Twister. The firm's been around <laughs> since 1952. We actually recently lost um, one of the original partners, Mr. Dumar. I went to his funeral today, so rest in peace, Mr. Aww. Raymond Dumar. Um, and I started here as a law clerk in 2013, summer of 2013, after my first year in law school, and I was welcomed. They are giants of the legal industry here, and they mentored me. All of these nice. prominent attorneys mentored me, and um, uh, mostly in the areas of estate planning, real estate, et cetera, and so on. Um, so uh, when I finished uh law school and i passed the bar thank god on my first try yes um we give thanks for that (laughs) um and i came back to the firm as an attorney i started out practicing in probate and estate planning and um you know and real estate law but you know i wasn't fulfilled i wasn't you know seeing the traction that i wanted to and i had a hurricane weekend where i had to just stop Mm -hmm. sometimes god puts you in a position where you just have to stop and I, the office was closed. Everybody was hunkered down. Go? Yeah. <laughs> I, I got to think and pray. And, and then God told me, look at cannabis law. Mm. I, I hadn't smoked in over a decade. <laughs> I, I, you know, I wasn't in the industry. I hadn't done any reading on the industry. And then I started reading from that point because I know that voice because um, that's the same voice that told me I would have a son and, you know, what his name would be and all those things. So Sidebar, um, that's intuition. That, you know, own Your Power is all about teaching intuition. It is, it is. So and listen I, to her gut. I like yes, that. <laughs> you, listen gut, you listen to the source uh, and you'll recognize the voice. The more you're obedient, the more that mm-hmm. uh, you'll be able to receive that mm-hmm. um, that wisdom, knowledge, intuition, um, or whatever, whatever we want to call it. And I started reading and I couldn't stop. And then I told one of the uh, the, the partners, uh, I emailed him and I said, 
I want to add an area of practice to what I'm currently doing. It's not too dissimilar. He's like, all right, come talk to me on Monday. Mm-hmm. And I came in on Monday. I said, I want to practice cannabis law. He's like, I don't know if it's legal. You know? <laughs> and he said, go ahead and make me a packet. And I made a packet that day. I was back by 4 o'clock. I was in his office hmm. with a, ma- a packet for him and a matching one for me. Nice. And I said, I'm ready for our time. He said, all right, I'm going to read this on the plane. But once he didn't say no, I just took that as a... Yep. If it's not no, it's a yes. Yeah. And I, from that point on, I was like, I'm a cannabis attorney. <laughs> and then good. through cannabis and going to black farmers conferences... Uh, such as the Tuskegee Black Farmers Conference, the Professional Agriculture Workers Conference, I um, got introduced to agriculture overall and different commodities, and I fell in love with um, agriculture. So I'm a cannabis and agricultural mm-hmm. attorney, and there really aren't that many of us. I was going to say, it sounds so mm-hmm. unique. It is. I'm the only and one that probably, I know Are you the only black one, too? That's I'm the only one I know of in Florida. Oh, sure. wow. Yes, absolutely. Goodness. And probably in the Southeast. So um, between me speaking everywhere and, and the advocacy that I do, the lobbying that I do, um, the, the promotional work and um, education for the um, HBCUs and um, just overall in the space, you know, I'm, I'm internationally known. And I, I take that work very seriously. I feel like it's a ministry. And I speak where I, it's rare that I turn down a speaking engagement. And if Mm -hmm. I do, it's either it doesn't align with my values or I already committed to somebody else. So I have another question. Um, I, I, a friend and I, and I were just joking around about how every, almost on every corner now you see popping up uh, clinics Yes, and it's almost like Starbucks, you know, (laughs) McDonald's. So with that said, how do we know what products to, to choose or what's the best clinic? I mean, how, how, how can a, right. so, a, the general so person a make a decision? So space, which is very common and not regulated as much or, you know, um, uh, by the state as far as setting up a clinic um, as the dispensary spaces, which lines up with a vertical license. So when we talk about the clinics, the requirement is that any physician who is a recommending physician, we don't use the terminology prescription, it's mm-hmm. a recommendation. Okay. Um, any recommending physician, they have to go through a course offered by the state and get certified for them to make a recommendation. Right. The Office of Medical Marijuana Use, which is under the Department of Health, they keep a registry of physicians who are authorized to recommend. So you can find a physician in your area mm-hmm. um, by looking for them on that registry. And they keep a listing of patients who are authorized to receive the medicine of um, medical marijuana. Um, I I do want to clarify that, you know, we have parallel spaces. So we have the hemp-derived CBD space. Right. With the hemp-derived CBD, and CBD can be, you can get it from ganja slash marijuana, and you can also get it from the hemp plant. Okay. Okay. Um, And um, they're very, you can't really tell the difference between the two, but when you're talking about legal hemp-derived CBD, legal CBD, it turns on its sourcing, which is from the hemp plant. Mm -hmm. If it's sourced from the marijuana plant, then it's It's not legal. Even if there's no THC in it, it's sourced from marijuana, and it's not considered legal. It's the hemp and the definition of industrial hemp, which is a hemp plant, with less than 0.3% THC, that is legal. And then um, those, um, the Farm Bill of 2014 is where that was originally established um, through the hemp pilot programs. Uh, And then 2018, December 21st, 2018, um, we passed the 2018 Farm Bill, which actually descheduled hemp. So we're still in a a holding pattern as far as um, getting to the 2018 environment. The USDA has announced that um, they are um, 
they need some time to get the rules together, which is fine. Mm. The FDA, as far as how it works in food and how it's treated as a right. medicine, they also have indicated they need time to get their rules together. So we're still technically operating on the 2014 environment. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's a little scary, too, because if you're you're in this business, um, you never know if they can change the law. and is that... that is very scary. Yeah. <laughs> Especially for those of us who've been in it for years. Like, yeah. with, you know, there's risk of arrest. There's risk of seizure. There's risk of... Um, your bank account being closed. Those are things that we've had to deal with. And there are people who've been in it longer than me. So I've been in three years. There are people who've been... 10, 15. 40 yeah, years. I know. They've people. been trying to 40? change the laws. Mm. Absolutely. Whoa. Since the 60s. 60, yeah. um, organizations like Patients Out of Time. Well, CBD, um, is, it just picked up, though, like, what, in the last 10 years? Well, since so? 2014. When, when that 2014... Farm Bill 2014 legislation legalized um, hemp and defined industrial hemp as hemp with less than 0.3% THC and um, authorize departments of agriculture and universities to conduct these research programs, which included market research. Mm -hmm. That's where the commercialization of CBD came into play. Mm. That's when it all kicked off. There were probably three companies back then. Oh, wow. And then now there's tons Everywhere. of thousands and thousands. I, get, I went to New York. I was blown away because you, you don't see advertisement here as much, but on the buses and mm-hmm. the subway, I'm like, what? Yeah. So last question is, um, yes. there's so many of us, especially people of color, that are yes. trying to get into the industry. Sure. Um, and some people are hitting roadblocks and not, not really sure where to go. Yeah. Um, how would you advise someone that was trying to get in the industry? What should they, yeah, what should they look into? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I get that question all the time. Mm-hmm. I take clients who are trying to get into the industry and they when they come to me that's with the understanding that I'm an attorney you're going to pay me as an attorney uh, to help you get into the industry and we have sessions and we work through that but um, I would say a first step even before you um, align with an or select an attorney um, would be to join an organization and mm-hmm. be involved in the activism the advocacy um, minorities for medical marijuana and that's minorities with the number four medical org. they're a great organization um, they will kind of um, take you know you you get access to their Facebook group where you get a lot of information you have access to the leadership team and their levels of expertise their corporate memberships their individual memberships they do events mixers networking mixers all across the country mm-hmm. and that's a way to find your tribe right in right. cannabis um their chapter presidents who kind of take a leadership role and they'll guide you and take a mentoring role, role right. with you and that would be my first step is finding that organization that becomes my tribe which i found in minorities for medical marijuana aside from that once you have your you know uh, business idea and strategy um whether it's before or after a business plan is defined, talk to an attorney so you understand the legalities mm-hmm. in whatever area you're trying to operate. Right. There's a lot of misunderstanding so out there, too, misconceptions yeah. out there. Um, you know, people come to me and they're like, I want to open a dispensary. Well, yeah, that's not how it works in the state. <laughs> it's a, it's a pair. It's a, it's a yeah, vertical state environment. Issue state by state is different. Mm-hmm. It's a vertical environment. You can't just get a dispensary license. You need a, the, your license will be for you to cultivate, process, transport, manufacture, and also have a dispensary. And there's so many rules with the money part, like the, as far as like how much money 
you can you can't like loans and all those. Well, lo- lenders are not favorable to yeah. cannabis, so you yeah. can't get loans except from private, even CBD. Private even entities, CBD. even CBD. We're hoping to see that change with the USDA rules and now with the federal legalization. But it's been slow to to change. Even bank accounts have been slow. Facebook is still shutting down. Yeah, CBD ads. I did a radio ads show ads about CBD. I tried to do an ad and Facebook um, rejected. It was a, really? it was a show about medical, you know, yeah. marijuana and CBD. Went, yeah. True story. So those are th- those are hurdles we're still getting past, but it's a lot um, it's a lot more safe for us advocates than it was a year ago, two years ago, three mm-hmm. years ago. Um, you know, there are people who've lost custody of their kids. There are people what? who have yeah. lost oh, bank yeah. accounts. I've lost bank accounts. There, are you, you know, serious? All of the above. What do you mean lost bank accounts? How does like, that work? They like just a bank close your bank account? You do, yeah, they'll close your bank account. What about account. your money? It just disappears? Well, they'll tell you to come get it or oh. they'll just send it to you. <laughs> um, but, but in the past, like early, like 2014, 2015, sometimes it would take a year to get your money back. Oh, my Payment God. Payment processing so has been an issue. Where PayPal has rejected and Square has rejected um, because you deal in CBD or cannabis. So right. uh, it's, 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 the good news is it's a relatively new space. It's a new frontier. Um, there's plenty of opportunity. There's plenty of opportunity for creative people. Um, everyone can eat. It's going to be a $20 billion industry by 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, the good news is is it's new, and the bad news is it's new. So there's a lot of things that we don't know. And there's uh, one thing will be a, a hurdle for one, one person, and the other people will just skate through, and then a new issue mm-hmm. comes up, or mm-hmm. mailing might become an issue. You know, mm-hmm. So it's, it's just really an exciting time um, to be in the industry. There are a lot of good people who are in the street. There's some shady people in there, too. So you have to go in eyes wide open. That, too. But, the what, the, you know, yeah. the focus is we are helping people. There are people who need this medicine. There are people who are alive today because of cannabis. Um, we don't like to make claims. We don't like to make claims. We don't make claims because we don't want to upset the FDA, and, and we don't want to um, give anyone false hopes. However, their customer testimonials, their customer reviews, where they have found relief for a number of issues, which is why we're starting to see this legalization take place. You know, the the patients with HIV and AIDS, ALS, epilepsy, MS, cancer. Crohn's, cancer, um, addiction issues, it's major. We're about to see a lot more written about um, cannabis as an alternative to other opioids for pain and things like that. Um, you know, you can't, you, there's no record of a fatality for cannabis. Use. Right, right. None in the history of mankind um, where we have an opioid epidemic. But mm-hmm. people are so brainwashed by reefer madness and um, the <laughs> propaganda for the past, what, eight decades that there, uh, there's still resistance. Right. But right. We, we believe in it and we're going to continue to fight. We're going to continue to push forward. We're going to continue to get access for patients. And um, I'm honored to be a part of this space and uh, have the ability to travel and meet my Canna family all over the world in my role as an, as an attorney and, and as an activist. Well, you are knee deep in your calling, Missy. Yes, <laughs> we're I so, found my we're, purpose. We're so grateful yeah. for you and for you taking the time out to educate us and no being problem. part of the Only Power family now. So tell us how we can reach you if somebody wants sure. to schedule um, a session. Absolutely. So I'm on Instagram um, as at virtue and victory. So it's V-I-R-T-U-E-N with the letter N, Victory, V-I-C-T-O-R-Y. I'm also on Facebook as my my name, Cheryl Murray Powell. Um, I have a page uh, and I also have my my individual private page. So please send me a friend invite, Cheryl spelled S-C-H-E-R-I-L. 
Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y, Powell, P-O-W-E-L-L. Um, this is my life's work. I love to share it. I do charge for legal work, but there's a lot of stuff I do pro bono as well. So let's let's have a discussion about it. All right. Well, thank you so much again for being oh on your Power Show. Give a I'm so glad. I hope this isn't the last time. No, it definitely won't be. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Keep it locked on Own Your Power Radio. Like us on Facebook at Own Your Power Radio or follow us on Twitter at Own Your Power.